0: Want to be a CEO? It's a tough mountain to climb. I'm finding out how to get there and what to do once you make it to the top. I'm Michael Thompson and this is Three Peaks Leadership with Philip Levinson. We have a guest with us today who specialises in helping people become better leaders, and in particular, we're looking at why leaders in every business need to show courage and kindness. But first, as always, I'm joined by Philip Levinson, CEO, CEO mentor, and author of Three Peaks Leadership, How to Make it as a CEO and Beyond. Lev, g'day. G'day, Michael. Michael. Our guest today is Sonia McDonald, the CEO and founder of Leadership HQ. Sonia is a keynote speaker, a leadership advisor and coach who's worked with everyone from small business to ASX 200 listed companies and government agencies. She's also the author of three books with the latest being First Comes Courage. Sonia McDonald, welcome to Three Peaks Leadership.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much for asking me today.
0: Do you think there's a lack of courage in corporate leaders these days?
1: Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I see it. I hear it. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about it because I think courage and leadership go hand in hand.
0: If there is a, a lack of courage in the in the workplace, what does courage actually look like? What should we be looking for and what are we missing?
1: I think there, that's a great question. I think there's a number of different elements. And I suppose if I could focus on just a couple, I think I think one of the things is missing is that getting people to see their own inner leadership. So I think that people still see leadership as being about role or title, and it's not a role or title. It's actually a choice. It's an attitude and it's an action. I think that uh, getting people to really see that they can make a difference so they have the courage to make a difference and be leaders and also have the courage to, I think, learn and develop and have that self-awareness as a person, as a leader. Again, that takes courage, but also that, getting people to step up and go, you know what, if I, if I want to leave a legacy in my life or within my organisation or in my career, that is going to be about being the best version of me and being a leader. I think the other thing that I see is lack of vulnerability. I think that people think that vulnerability is a weakness. I'm also really passionate about kindness and compassion. So I think that having the courage to be vulnerable and go, you know what, I don't have all the answers. I am going to make mistakes and I'm going to own up for that. I'm not perfect. I'm okay with that. I still see too many leaders that are not willing to kind of put the mirror up and say, you know what, I don't have all the answers or I have made a mistake, but you know what, I'm not going to take accountability for that. And also have the courage to speak up if you're seeing something that isn't right, that isn't ethical, isn't that isn't, if it's lacking integrity, you know, I don't walk past the behaviour you wouldn't accept. And I still see people not willing to have a voice or standing out or, or stepping in to kind of go, you know what, I'm not going to take that behaviour I'm not going to take those actions. Like we need to, you know, need to have the courage to have a voice around not accepting unacceptable behaviour or bullying. I still see people pulling each other down. And and I just think that leadership is actually about how we can help others learn more, be more, and do more. And that takes courage to, you know, be that, I call it, servant leader, be that authentic, courageous, vulnerable leader today. And we need more of it.
2: So, I mean, thank you. There's so many points there, and we will come to cover most of them in the rest of this podcast. But going back, Sonia, if I may, to the word courage. And what, what does that mean to you?
1: I think it means so many different things to everyone. I suppose one of my favourite definitions is, you know, there's lots of different elements around courage is, isn't is is fear, it isn't the absence of fear, it's the mastery of fear. I think courage is moving forward um, when you get those knocks. It's taking risks when you know that, you know what, it could bail, but, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Um, it could, you know, I might not achieve success, but, you know what, I'm going to have the courage to go ahead and do it. It's facing adversities. I mean, I remember when I was doing the research for for the First Comes Courage book and, and I put it out to the globe. Tell me about what courage means to you. And so many great people sent me their own definitions of courage, but the underlying theme around it was overcoming difficulties, overcoming challenges and adversities and becoming stronger and braver and moving forward despite them.
0: Song, you mentioned there taking risks and the importance of of having the courage to take risks. Do you think, though, that there's less tolerance of failure now, though, which in turn makes leaders less willing to take that chance? And if there is, how do you overcome that? How do you instil that confidence within your team That it's okay not to succeed.
1: Gosh, I think no one likes to stuff up. I was going to use another word. Uh, I think no one likes to fail. No one does. Gosh, particularly me. I think now, in terms of you know taking risks or overcoming any of these fears, and a lot of people fear, you know, obviously stuffing up or failing. We're human beings. We're all human beings. As I said, no one's perfect. And when you show up and be vulnerable and go, you know what? I have made so many mistakes and I've stuffed up so many times and this is what I learned from it. This is what I overcame it and actually saying, hey, you know what? I stuffed up today. This is what I learned from it. I think when you show up as a leader as being vulnerable and admitting mistakes or going, let's go and take this risk and if it doesn't turn out the way we want it, at least we gave it our best and what are we going to learn from it? You know, and I think when you actually show that level of courage and vulnerability, As a leader in all aspects of your life, people feel safe to take risks themselves because they see that you're leading by example in that space by being courageous and vulnerable by saying, you know what, let's just give it a crack. Let's just keep learning and growing and and let's just keep moving forward and going, let's go and let's just try next time and let's just keep yeah, keep going forward.
2: So how do you get buy-in for that? I mean, uh, you've tried something. it hasn't worked, you've tried something else, it hasn't worked, you've got investors, stakeholders, staff members Mm. going, you know, one more and we're all out of here. Where do you, you, how do you balance that?
1: That's a really good question. I think for me and thinking of my own experiences and work and even the research in this space, I think if you always stay true to your purpose, I think, you know, last year was a classic example of a, you know, I called it my shit show year, uh, when it was a shit show for a lot of people. Is you know, I, I, you know, in terms of taking risks and and having and kind of being knocked down, was our leadership awards. You know, we we kind of said, you know, this is our purpose is to build a world of kind and courageous and inclusive leaders. So, and in terms of again taking everyone on that journey and inspiring everyone to take the risk with me they were really energised and committed to that purpose. They could see what we were trying to do and they could feel it and they could see it and they could hear it and they were like, we're on board with this. And obviously so many of us didn't expect what happened last year with the pandemic. And then when it did happen, you know, it was a massive risk. So many people had said to us, just don't do the awards, just don't. Like it's an event, events, it's going to be a nightmare holding an event during COVID. And I remember the day we said, you know what, we're going to do it. I said, we have to stay true to our values. And obviously part of our value sets courage. And I said, we have to stay true to our values and our purpose and our mission to create a world of kind and courageous leaders and leadership. So if we stay focused on that, we will get through this. And it was, it was plenty of ups and downs. There were times we thought, is this really worth it? Um, there were sponsors in terms of the awards that were like, "Okay, we're here supporting you, but you know, you're, we're seeing the knocks." We're, and I said, "If we stay true to ourselves and stay true to what we're trying to, what we're trying to do in terms of our mission around the awards, it'll come, it'll come together." And it did. It did. But you know what? There's also times where, you know, there were times I sort of thought, okay, do we need to pull the pin? You know, is it too risky? And is it going to be in terms of having the courage to go? It takes, I think, courage to move forward, but there's also, I think, power and having the courage to go, maybe I need to let something go because if it's impacting my well-being, if it's impacting my team's well-being, if I feel as though you know, that's gonna out you know, if there's anything detrimental around the risks, it's gonna outweigh what is most important, which is my people, the people that are part of, you know, where we're going in terms of the risk taking, then also you've got to have the courage to go, I need to let it go. Right. And uh, move on as well. I think that takes a lot just as much courage.
2: So there's there's a definition. Actually it's in your book by Mark Twain, which is it's not the absence, courage is not the absence of fear, it's the mastery of fear. Uh, having come through military operations where, frankly, you're shit-scared 99% of the time, one of the things that we were always exhorted to do before we were going into a situation was use the fear mm. because fear accentuates so much. You are, because of the adrenaline, you are, yeah. all of your senses are on much, much elevated, a much more elevated state. You're much more aware of what's going on around you. Your eyesight becomes much more acute, as does, does your hearing. So, as a leader, using that that fear and actually trying to create it artificially might well be a good part of your leadership arsenal. And by by creating it artificially, I mean you know walking into a podcast like this, or a or a press conference, or a you know standing at the podium and public speaking. Personally I found that if you're not scared then you're not going to perform at your best. Do you do you see that as part of your exhortations for leadership with courage?
1: Yeah, I love that point. And it's actually one of my favorite quotes that one. And it's, you know, it's I think if you think about fear and you know obviously we're motivated by either threat and reward from a neuroscience perspective is the one thing that when we're doing any for instance any coaching work i find the number one thing that people always ask me about is having the courage to public have to be a public speaker or speak in public or you know, be on a podcast like this you know how do i have a voice how do i speak like i think that's actually I think Jerry Seinfeld said that that's apparently people fear that more than they do dying or something. And I, and I, and people look at me and they know that I'm really passionate about public speaking and I love it, but there's still an element of every time before I get on stage, I am shit scared. You know, I have got the, I fear this, like this is getting, getting up there and being seen and having a voice. Of course, there's a lot of fear in that. But I actually, as you said, I use that as adrenaline to go, you know what, I'm actually going to really embrace this feeling. I'm going to embrace this fear because I know courage is fear. And I'm going to just say, bring it on, bring on the fear. And I use the adrenaline and the chemicals in my body. And I just, and I find that, I find I just love that. I embrace it. I welcome it. I don't, I don't try and shut that off. Because I think by numbing that fear, you kind can numb the courage. So, embracing and loving the fear actually helps build the courage. Uh, so, I think that's a really wonderful insight and point around courage is embracing the fear.
0: Sonia, what's the courage compass? I was reading about this recently in relation to your book and the, the, the four points on the, the courage compass. Can you take us through that?
1: Yeah, the compass, I think, is a really great, I kind of think, metaphor in terms of leadership. Everyone's got their own. I feel I, when I talk about the compass, I always say everyone should have their own kind of compass. For me, I felt in the, gosh, the 14 years that I've been you know, running Leadership HQ and living and breathing this space, this was kind of encapsulated my compass in terms of my own leadership. And I think leadership starts with self, so having that, that self and personal leadership and understanding who you are and using the compass to help direct you in terms of like your true north, how it helps you be courageous. And I talk about the four elements of the compass in the book and what I think really is fundamental around courage is our kindness. And when I talk about kindness, I talk about kindness from a not from a nice perspective perspective, Also, I mean, it's important to be nice, but I think kindness from a compassion and empathy, kindness around really treating others how you'd like to be treated. And I think it takes real courage to be kind, even in, again, when you have those knocks or you face those people that you go, "Mm, okay, but the thing is it's like having the courage to be kind Um, but also being kind to yourself. I think the kinder you are to yourself and that you see yourself as a human being and we're all humans and the kinder you are to yourself, the kinder you are to others. So when you actually need to really embrace that fear or be courageous and things don't happen the way that you think they should, or, or you didn't expect. It's going. You know what? I'm going to be really kind to myself, and I'm just going to go. Okay, what did you know? Again, what did I learn from that? Um, I have to treat, treat myself gently and go. Okay, so I think kindness is so important. I think we need kindness more than we have ever before. Um, I also talk about I think the other elements of the compass when it comes to courage and is is so important. Is purpose, which I mentioned around why you do what you do. Um, purpose drives. I think, drives that courage and keeps helps you really keep moving forward. Um, impact, I talk about the importance of courage and having that, that leadership and courage compass to really focus on the difference that you can make. I think that we've made leadership begin than what it is. As I mentioned before, around it's not a role or title, it's an attitude and a choice. But essentially, leadership is about how you can make a difference to others, That's servant leadership. I think that we've only got this one life and I think the older I get, I'm sort of now going, wow, life is just so short. And every day I wake up and go, okay, how can I be kind? How can I lead with, you know, my purpose, but also how can I make a difference to someone today? And I think that's the legacy I want to leave is that, that my impact. And finally, I think courage is about resilience. It is about, again, you know, that Just keep getting up, keep moving forward. You know, sometimes again, as I said, sometimes you have to let things go. I don't think sometimes we can, even in the book and even in the stories of courage, sometimes people don't see how strong they are until, you know, they're in hot water or they're in that kind of challenge and adversity and they go, wow, I actually overcame that. I was so brave. I overcame that knock or I overcame that devastation or challenge. And Sometimes I go, you don't realise how strong you are and I want everyone to see that they all can be really strong and resilient and the more you put courage, I I kind of call like courage is like a muscle, the more you kind of are resilient and build the resilience and courage muscle, the stronger it gets. So for me that's kind of my four pillars of my compass and courage. People might have kind of different compasses but I think for me that's really important around how it really encapsulates what courage is about.
2: So that's a phenomenal compass, and thank you for sharing that with us. Do you find that your kindness can get taken advantage of?
1: Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, all the time. All the time. But, yeah, look, and I think, again, you have to be wary about that. I always say to people, and, and Jacinda Ardern, she's got a similar quote to this as well, and everyone's really, I think, loves her leadership, is that you can still be strong as a leader, kindness isn't a weakness. I think you can definitely still be strong as a leader and be kind. And I think that, you know, there's absolutely times leadership, not at work, but on all aspects of life that you have to have boundaries. And you also, I think, you know, have to sometimes they call it to be cruel, to be kind. And you have to have those courageous conversations. Again, I always think with kindness, you can do these things with kindness. You don't have to be an asshole. You know, I think, you know, I always say to people, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as being kind or do you want to be remembered as being unkind and as, you know, an asshole? Like people, you know, is that the legacy you want to leave? I think that we can always, and I also think kindness is contagious as well. So I think for me, yeah, absolutely, I've been taken advantage of. um, There's a great book by Adam Grant called Give and Take, and it's one of my favourite books, and I know that I'm more of a giver, and I think, well, that's who I am, and I'm going to embrace that. And I know that, you know, it's going to come back to me in ten, tenfold because I believe in the karma of kindness. And I think there's a real kindness movement around the globe, especially because of COVID, and I'm embracing that. I'm like, well, kindness is about generosity it is about compassion it is about showing people respect and saying thank you and when you go and buy a coffee not being on your phone the whole time and ignoring people you know it's just simple little acts of kindness and words that it it could make the biggest difference to people's lives and that's what kindness to me is really really important regardless as you said you know at times yeah you do get taken advantage of but it won't stop me being kind
0: just one last question from me, Sonia, and it's it's kind of zooming out a little bit and looking at, at how what you've talked about, and in particular the, the, the four points on the, the courage compass, what that actually looks like uh, in the corporate world from the outside. And without naming them, or actually if you do want to name them, probably even better – are there any companies that you think are demonstrating courage in the way that they lead? And it's probably a slightly leading question in a way in that yeah. I'm trying to, to, to find out whether new companies, startups, companies that are just defining and developing their culture now, are they more likely to develop courage uh, and display that in the way that they lead? And is it harder for an established company with an established CEO and established executive team to really demonstrate the courage in the way that they lead?
1: There's such great questions. I'd really love to know what you think as well after I give you just a couple of little insights around it. Yeah, I definitely see more of those established big corporates in terms of, and I've worked with a kind of a real range of organisations. You know, in terms of corporates, right through to startups, SMEs, government, is I'm a great believer, and it's the fish smells from the head down. So I think that a lot, of, if you've got leaders within the organisations or CEOs that really espouse great leadership and they lead with kindness and courage, I think that that really has that ripple effect in organisations. So, like for instance. Uh, Last year with our awards, the general manager of Mars Wrigley, I mean, that's a global organisation, he was so on board with the whole kindness movement. He's got kind, he sent me kind bars for the awards. He was all about courage. He bought my book for all his team. Every conversation I've had with him has always been such a focus on his kindness and gratitude and everything. And then he started introducing me to all these executive and people in his team and they're all raving about how kind he was and how courageous and how much they love work. And I thought, wow, whereas I've coached other executives and leaders that say, unfortunately, the CEO doesn't focus on people or kindness or courage. They they focus maybe more on profit or, uh, you know, shareholder uh, focus or, you know, and therefore, you know, I definitely see the corporates and organisations that focus more on the people and the values and the culture stand out more so than any others, and this is why. I mean, it's there's so much research and data around this, and I do think what I'm seeing is I. It's interesting what you've just asked me there around startups. I definitely do see startups, uh, because I think obviously maybe it's already ingrained in them around this. Courageous leadership that they really do—they're really more open to building cultures and companies of courage because I suppose for them and they've had to really tap into that inner courage to start and grow their businesses. So they know what it's about. So I mean, what do you think? What do you? What have you? What are your thoughts on those questions?
0: Oh, I suppose it was a slightly leading question that I do have a fairly uh, fairly firm view on it that that yes, yeah, startups do seem to have. A, a very courageous approach to, to leadership just by necessity that that in many cases they are disruptors. They are actually they are Taking a courageous step in starting the business, but they need to have courage pretty much every day in what they, in what they do. But it does come with that benefit of being able to define the culture from the very start. And a good example, I I suppose, is, is Canva, a very, very successful company that started in Australia that, that was a startup, but is growing phenomenally quickly. They have got an incredible onboarding process that, that really kind of welcomes people into the team right from day one, but no one could ever question the courage in what they are doing because they are taking on companies around the world that have been doing design and that have even been in the software space for a lot longer than they have and they're doing it successfully. So yeah, I I firmly believe that startups are are probably the best example of courageous leadership at the moment within the corporate world. Lev, what do you think? Without a doubt.
2: I mean, uh, just to go back though to large corporates in in many cases they've lost their humanity they take decisions mm-hmm. that affect people without a second thought and and I know because I've been, I've worked for a few it becomes a toxic uh, culture and everybody throws their hands up and says yes but this is this is what we signed up for we knew that that this is the t- type of place so you know You get what you anticipated. And, um, I think many of them will be listening to this podcast and laughing their asses off. But at the end of the day, their best people are leaving either to start something up themselves or to join organizations where the culture is a lot more compatible with their values. One of the reasons actually that, um, that I wrote the book, Three Peaks Leadership is, is not just for CEOs or business leaders, but it's also for aspirants. It's, it's for, it's for the startup leader because one of the greatest causes of failure of a startup is, um, lack of leadership, lack of appropriate leadership. You know, having the courage to start something up doesn't mean that you're necessarily the right person to run it. And that's a really, for me, that, that's a, that's a balance that really does need to be redressed.
0: It feels to me like there is a whole nother episode in this, a very, uh, very good discussion to, uh, to come on this one. Sonia, thank you very much for speaking to Three Peaks Leadership today.
1: Thank you so much. It was a real honour. It was a really wonderful conversation. Thank you.
0: That was Sonia McDonald, the CEO and founder of Leadership HQ. So there you go, a couple of books to add to the shopping list. First comes Courage by Sonia McDonald, and, of course, Three Peaks Leadership, How to Make It as a CEO and Beyond by Philip Levinson. You can get both those books from anywhere that you buy books online, Booktopia, Amazon, Dimmicks. While you're online, a couple of things to do, make sure that you've hit follow or subscribe on the podcast so that you get the next episode as soon as it's released. And also why not follow Lev on LinkedIn and join in the conversation as well. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is Three Peaks Leadership with Philip Levinson.
2: Thanks, Michael. And thanks, Sonia.